an Ironic Media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. All right, welcome back to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. If this podcast has been broadcasting healing vibes into your life, please follow on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. Your review helps other people find this podcast and the transformations continue. And don't forget to share this podcast with anyone you think will benefit. Let's heal together. The survival system is listening to the body. The body is the survival system's native language. So it's the native language of the survival system, this big player that's stopping our healing and our growth and our expansion and our maturation. It's not a thinking center. It's not a reasoning center, but this is the one we want to pay attention to. A lot of our strategies and traditional methods like talk therapy are, they're the native language of the prefrontal cortex. That's not where this problem is. If you knew what your problem was, you would just solve it. And if, right, you don't have a logical problem with this. Right. You have a survival system problem with this. Yeah. Yeah. So emotional freedom techniques, EMDR, energy medicine, and thought-filled therapy are all, and, and breathing, those are all interventions that use the body to communicate with the survival system. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. This show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right, today on the podcast, I have Rachel McLeod, and she is a mental health therapist and emotion wellness coach. She has a lot of great things to share with us. In fact, right before the podcast, I sat down to meditate, and I, based on what I was reading on her page and based on, you know, what I asked Spirit, what are we talking about? We're talking about how to connect with our emotion to unlock our dreams. So I'm really excited to get some tips from Rachel. She is, first of all, a beautiful writer. I've been reading a lot of stuff on her Facebook page. So check that out. She's got great, well, yeah, you do interviews with other people, but also you just share your knowledge just freely. So I love that. You're a wonderful speaker and I'm excited to have you on the podcast to talk about so many different things. So welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know where to start exactly. Maybe we should go with, first of all, why did you get into this? So helping people, you were a therapist and now you are a mental health therapist and wellness coach. Yeah. I got into this for, I, I kind of just was led upon a journey. It, it really didn't make a whole lot of rhyme or reason, but I ended up getting a master's in social work and graduating and starting to work with people suffering from addictions. And I was doing talk therapy and I really felt awful at it because I was not getting them results. Right. But then I realized it's not that I'm terrible. It's like, nobody's really getting results in the field. Right. And I, I was really being told this is, this is great. At least you're here. At least you're, there's somebody to talk to. And, and I just was, I just, I was so unsatisfied with this. And then they closed down my unit. Everyone got laid off in my department. Hmm. So here I was pregnant and trying to get another job and I, that was very difficult. But then I just realized this is not, I'm, I don't even like this. So I quit. I was like, I'm not going back. This is dumb. 
And then I was mad that I had a whole degree in this and I was salty for a while. Mm-hmm. And so I went, I was staying at home with my children. I had three children under three and I had oh, a more. really, oh, I have five children now. Okay. Oh, so wow. <laughs> I've been doing that. Oh, um, but at this time I really had a, a severe mental health crisis. I was already a therapist. I did not know what I was dealing with. I thought I was in a marriage crisis. I thought I was in a financial crisis. My brain was not able to solve the problems in my life. And I was very confused. I was very codependent. I was also running the family subconscious programming from my Mm. childhood. You whip that thing out when you have, when you start a family. And that was very, (laughs) yeah. And mine was very dysfunctional. And I really didn't realize how dysfunctional my family of origin was because I was the savior in the roles, you know, in family dynamics. And so my job was to excel so that my family of origin was not so didn't look as dysfunctional as it was, Mm. you know. And so I had this very nice mental filter of seeing only the positive. That doesn't work when you need to build your own family because you need to be able to process all the positive, the negative, the everything, the in between. Mm -hmm. And here my brain was only doing a lopsided job of that. I could only process the positive and not any of the other stuff. So meanwhile, just to say on the inside that looked it was so confusing, but on the outside, I was everything was coming unraveled. My husband was like, why don't you get an evaluation? So I went in reluctantly because, you know, I don't like them. And (laughs) (laughs) and so I go in and they diagnosed me with obsessive compulsive disorder, which is not was not the right diagnosis. But in one session that was and it was it was accurate. It was just not the root of this was complex childhood trauma that I was dealing with. It was manifesting as coping mechanism. Yeah. As OCD. So I, I got that diagnosis and I was like, Oh, and I kind of like mentally turned back and looked down my life. And I was like, oh, this has been here for a long time. But I, I, I had been also starting to dip into alternative healing methods because my son had this challenge that he'd had since birth, since he started failing to thrive at six months. And we were, had reversed so many of the issues, but there was one lingering one and none of the doctors could help me with it. And so mm-hmm. I was mad. I was mad at everybody during this time. <laughs> Just mad. But I went to this alternative healer and she sat him and did some electromagnetic stuff and she Mm -hmm. solved that problem in three days. And I was just like, my mind was blown, especially because why do you, how does it work that you can sit him on this thing and do this? She's like, he had this, 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 I treated it electromagnetically and whatever. And, And then I left there, my eyes were as big as saucers. And I was like, these moms that sent me to her, I mean, cuckoo, I don't even know. But three days later, I could not argue with the results. She helped my kids. So I went back to her and I was like, I got some problems myself. Can you? <laughs> Can I sit on that little metal thing too? You know? <laughs> what little metal thing you're talking about? I, tell me square. what that is. What? It's a little square. You put your feet on it. And oh, yeah. I, she had it on the chair. So you sat it. You sat on it. Oh, wow. But yeah. I need to know the name of that because to this day, I don't know what that was. Oh my God. I don't know the name of it, but it definitely generates an electric current that goes through the body and actually makes my hair stand up because I freely allow electric or, you know, energy to run yeah. through me. Did your son wind up yawning a lot? Cause that's what I did. I yawned a lot. I, 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 I my mind was so blown during that time. <laughs> so awesome. She, she broke through all barriers of like any kind of reality I had constructed. Anyway, so she helped. And so, but she left and she handed me the training DVD set for emotional freedom techniques. Now this is in like oh. 19, not 19, <laughs> 20, 2009. 
she said, try this, it will change your life. And it wasn't talk therapy. So I was like, oh, let me try this. So I watched the training DVD set and I go home and I'm, I'm having racing thoughts at night and I'm, I have insomnia. I don't even know I have insomnia, but I am actually dealing with insomnia, right? Cause I'm not processing any of the negatives. So I haven't even registered that I'm actually dealing with a common anxiety symptom of insomnia. So, but it occurs wow. to me as I'm laying in bed, panicking about, I need to go to sleep right now because one of these children are going to wake up and then I'm not going to get any sleep. And <sighs> so a little voice says, why don't you try that thing? And I say, oh yeah, good idea. So I'd start pulling that thing out and I try tapping on those points and I yawn and then I try it again and I fall asleep. Yeah. I wake up the next morning and I'm like, holy cow, what else can I try this on? And I just started going after all of my symptoms one after the other and resolving one after another and i had been collecting jars don't even get me started on why but i was obsessed with that i you know the the things with i couldn't have colored hangers in my closet like these all these things i would mentally fixate on were just leaving and then i had a time back and then my brain started solving problems again i just felt so empowered and by the time i was near finished with this i was like this is a real thing if i ever go back this is what i'm gonna do I've since made peace with talk therapists. I'm a fan, (laughs) but because support is really helpful and that's really not my guilt. That's not my, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to create transformation. I'm here to help people get rid of symptoms. I'm here, like, let's make that stop. Brains have a beautiful process for that. And, Mm -hmm. and these interventions work perfectly right where the brain has a problem in its process for healing and resolving symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress. And so I'm just, you know, I thought it was emotional freedom techniques. So I was like, everybody needs to do this. But then as I got trained in more interventions, I was like, what's up with that? Like that blew my mind. So, and then as I started, which part blew your mind, the other interventions or the other interventions, like emotional freedom techniques, thought field therapy, which is similar to emotional freedom techniques, energy medicine, Mm -hmm. right. And EMDR. And so just with those ones right there, and then now there's, there's different breathing interventions and things like that. It's like, what is happening here? So I started taking interpersonal neurobiology and started to see that. Oh, they show you how the brain's functioning. It's like this field of neuroscience that has to do with how humans interact with each other, bonding, how how brains are processing things. It's like a huge missing piece. And so what I really learned from that is that the brain is doing the healing work, mm-hmm. but the interventions are helping the brain with the process. Right. So I just, I was like, I'm not doing anything to help the brain heal itself. I'm done with that. All that other stuff. I don't, I'm doing that. It's not Rachel. You can go to somebody else for that. I when with my clients and with what I teach people to do is help your brain complete its healing work. Otherwise it just recycles and it never stops because the brain is determined to help you reach your goals and it knows the things it needs to resolve in order to get you there. And yet the process to resolve that is blocked. And so where we just help the brain unblock that all of a sudden it can create you reaching that goal. It can create your process for, for doing the things instead of procrastinating and getting stuck or shrinking back or hiding or feeling shame or feeling the inner conflict and the subconscious programming that's actually set for poverty. It redoes all of this for us. We don't have to, we don't have to white knuckle this. We don't have to willpower this. We can mm. really let our brain do its job. And it's very, very simple after that. Yeah. I love how you talked about the willpower because willpower, you can use it for so long and then it just gives out. You just don't have any more. 
But if yeah, you well, learn to love yourself and accept yourself internally, there's just this power and drive that comes through that is um, that's right. not needing willpower. That's right. Because our systems are supposed to be creating self-love. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be creating wellness. It's supposed to be creating expansion. It's supposed to be creating our goals, our goal reaching. Mm-hmm. And so if it's not, there's a specific reason it's not. And so it's like, if we can jump in and say, well, Hey, tell me about this reason. What's up? Why, right. wh- what are we doing here? Why are we going to the left when we're trying to go to the right? We can figure that one out and then help, help our system process that all of a sudden now the brain is like, Oh, great. Now I can go where we were trying to go. Instead right. of having to take all these loop to loop to loop the loops to try to get to the one destination. And that's why we end up exhausted and confused and drained and not where we want to go. Definitely. It is where we want to be going as a person who is looking to achieve their goals. So I know that you have five steps to end anxiousness. And I know that that includes listening to the body so that we can find out where we're stumbling or why we're stumbling. Yes. My specialty is, is resolving symptoms of anxiety, depression, traumatic stress. These symptoms don't stop and we don't end them unless they clear from the body. As long as the body is holding that material, I'll call it, we're going to have symptoms. So we can, no matter if we talk about them till the cows come home, if the body's holding it, it's not going to clear. Let me give you a, a understanding of this interpersonal neurobiology interpretation I've gathered. <laughs> from eavesdropping is that our system is giving us information all the time that our prefrontal cortex, our medial prefrontal cortex is its job is to really create meaning under these things. It's to combine it and lace it with our values, our morals, our, our, our skills, our resources and problem solve. It's supposed to take all this information and create everything we see, all of our behaviors, all of our thoughts, all of our desires, all of those things, our motivation and our understanding of the world. And so here we have all this information, our system, our body is like our instrument that gathers all this information. Mm -hmm. And so, and then its job is to send it up. And so all the information that registers as pleasure or okay or neutral just really goes through this process the brain's process for this fast it goes straight up it doesn't get blocked checked it's like come on in but the other information that is registers in the brain as pain like rejection fear anger sadness hopelessness all of that stuff is beautiful impressive awesome information that the front of our brain absolutely needs and the front of our brain loves this information it actually converts this stuff into beautiful building blocks it's just energy it's just information but because of how our, our we're physiologically designed this stuff registers as pain in the brain well our survival system's entire job is to keep us away from pain and here all of a sudden our instrument is sending pain up what And so the survival system jumps in and blocks and overrides the whole communication loop that is natural to our system. And so it shuts down that process. Now, because of that, this energy keeps circling through us, trying to make it to the front of our brain to where it actually will be used. And then it's like, it will leave, once it gets processed, it leaves the body. Body's like, oh, I I, I gave a message. I'm done. Let me get back to work gathering more information, right? Right. (laughs) It's like, but I still have to tell you things. I still have to tell you things. I still have to tell you things. (laughs) I've I've equated it to a five-year-old. It's like pulling on your leg. And the front of the brain is up there like, I need that information. I need that information. And the subconscious mind is like, I got you. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up in dreams. I'm going to bring it up in, okay, 
oh, let me make you attracted to this person because then it'll come up there. And so your whole system is running this thing to try to get this, this information processed. And it's so complicated. It can take us so far off of our dreams and our goals. And where really it's just, can we get the survival system to knock it out, like unblock the process and just let the communication happen? Right. Because it's one and done at that point. And once that information there, then the rest of you can go back. And this is why we're seeing transformation so quickly is because this is an electrical energetic process, thoughts and feelings. The survival system is listening to the body. The body is the survival system's native language. So it's the native language of the survival system, this big player that's stopping our healing and our growth and our expansion and our maturation. It's not a thinking center. It's not a reasoning center, but this is the one we want to pay attention to. A lot of our strategies and traditional methods like talk therapy are, they're the native language of the prefrontal cortex. That's not where this problem is. Right, exactly. And so now we can but use- If you knew what your problem was, you would just solve it. And if, right, you don't have a logical problem with this. Right. You have a survival system problem with this. Yeah. Yeah. So emotional freedom techniques, EMDR, energy medicine, and thought-filled therapy are all, and, and breathing, those are all interventions that use the body to communicate with the survival system. And we know this intuitively because if without these interventions, we're going to go for things like eating, it's a mind body intervention, sexing, smoking, drinking. We're going to go on walks. We're going to go on run. We're going to use our body to try to get rid of, to try to get the survival system to let this energy processing process process. Yeah. And so, but they're, those ones have negative side effects and they're good for calming, but they're not good for helping us process things. And that's really what we need. We need both. We need calming and we need mm -hmm. processing at the same time. And these interventions do both simultaneously and they only take seconds. Emotional freedom techniques, a round of that is like 30 seconds, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. EMDR. EMDR is probably like a 10 minute process, but you can do some really short reps there if, if the intervention is the right fit for you. Right. My favorite trauma processing one intervention is two minutes long. If you think about moving the survival system out of the way of the communication process for 30 seconds, that's a lot of electricity running. And as far as the body is concerned, that could be enough to help it complete its communication. You might be feeling anxious somewhere. You might be thinking of a past memory or a flashback and feeling anxious and you start using an intervention with it. And all of a sudden you feel less stressed almost instantly. Or sometimes your body is saying, hey, that was good, but I have so much more to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, it is true. It is true. But I was like, but wait, wait, now you're open to it. I got other Oh my gosh. And then sometimes the rest of the body will line up and say, oh, move out of the way. Let me tell you this next thing. And then they're all like, so there's skills to managing that. And, mm -hmm. and that's really what I specialize in doing is really helping people do this work very systematically, especially if they've got complex PTSD or just they're, they've got more complex symptoms of anxiety, depression, or traumatic stress. Mm -hmm. It's really, it can be really loud in there and really confusing. And so it's mm -hmm. really, I help people do this work layer by layer and with, with increasingly advanced skills. And so I start them with stuff that's, that's very basic. And then from there we get pretty deep, pretty quickly, just mm -hmm. with basic skills. And so this way people can really heal themselves. They can work with their own brain function and they can, they're, they're the ones that are with their brain all the time. Yep. We don't just want to wait when we're in sessions with our healer or our therapist or our coach, we want to be able to take action now. And a lot of this, you know, a lot of the work we can do is very simple. It's just use an intervention, like right. stop, drop and tap or something, right. you know, <laughs> basic. 
I love how you love EFT almost almost as much as I do, or it may be the same amount. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you do look at it very neutrally. Like these are just programs. And if you come at it very neutrally and you just say it's a problem with a program and we need an intervention, like a delete button, you know, what's your delete button in this, in this case or a rewriting button. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, I can tell how many sessions you must have done with people because you understand what really happens when we're releasing this trauma and how we, we also are laughing about it because oh yeah, when you come from a place of neutrality around it, you're like, oh my gosh, it was just my brain trying to keep me safe this whole time. But yet I was like so frustrated with my own self. And most of the time when we are angry, we are not really angry at somebody else. We're angry at, at ourselves for what, you know, ways that we let them treat us or our our history elsewhere. You know, it just, it's a lot again to do with what happens when we're younger and our coping mechanisms based on that time period of our lives. That's really it. And and really it's about, is your past interfering with your life right now? Because to make a new program in our brain to grow, our brains need to make new programs. It has to be able to process through the old stuff. It always is processing through the old stuff. And if that old stuff processes easily, it's like flying new programs at us almost seamlessly. We're we're trying something new one, two, three times. We've got it. If our old stuff that our brain is electrically zooming through to process is getting stuck, we're going to see that. We're going to see that we're not making progress. We're going to see, oh my gosh, no matter how much I practice, it's not working and it's painful and it's getting more and more painful. And those are some really good signs that some stuff from the past is really blocking us. And what's really cool is the body will tell you exactly what memory, what time frame, and what the issue is. And a lot of that stuff has never made it through ever. So it'll be processing it for the first time. Sometimes it's pre-verbal. So it just has a big feeling. It doesn't have any words attached to it. That can be really confusing because you're like, where is this coming from? And, but the body will tell you when you learn these skills, it's like, it, it comes up really quickly. You can find the first time this happened, which memory it is. And that helps because that means you don't have to go through every single event in your Rolodex. It's just like, let's deal with this one. And then as that's resolved, then your brain, you'll watch your brain fly forward and then it'll come to the next place it stopped that the old stuff is blocking it from creating the new programs, the new healthy ways of being. And then you can find where that one's coming from if you need to and go back and and do that work that takes 10 minutes. Sometimes the hardest part of this is finding the memory, finding where the issue is. And that's really what these skill sets are about or finding a professional is about like, this is what we do. When I first began this work on myself, I didn't know what I was doing or looking for it. It took me three years to resolve my OCD, even though it felt amazing every time I was clearing a symptom, it felt amazing, but it took me a long time. Now that stuff takes me like two to six months with a client. We can build the skills slowly, no problem. And there's really, as we get those other skill sets developed or use somebody, hack into somebody else's skill set, we can really get this stuff moving faster and really get our lives where we want them to be. There's so much that you're saying that I'm just like, this is amazing. Because one of the things that you you said was when you start clearing these programs, you have more room to grow, right? And and to take on other things. And I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of, it's sort of like I 
when we were a long time ago with computers, you just have to defragment your computer, right? So it would pull up all <laughs> the files and then it'd start organizing everything and like throwing out whatever you didn't need. And like, so yesterday yes. I was, I learned a website like Wix. It's like this website and I learned how to do it in, in just an hour. Cause I, cause I was going back and forth with, you know, the people that I'm working with to design the website. And I was like, you know what? I think this would just be easier if I just learn the website and then I can change the colors and adjust as necessary. And I was in shock that I could learn it that quickly. And I feel like based on what you were just saying, there was like a little message for me. It was like, yeah, because you clear out so much garbage that you make room for the new programs. And that could be even learning Wix, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, manifesting your goals. Like it's, oh, it's totally a hard drive, the practical you know? stuff. Yeah. 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 So that was cool. And also when I started first doing this work, I also noticed how quickly I was able to to respond to things because I wasn't distracted by other things. So that's another example of like clearing the cache or clearing out your hard drive of your brain. Totally. And then when I was going through some stuff on your, your Facebook page, you talked about positive talk versus resolving negative talk, which you've also talked about here. And I remember I used to be like, oh, let me look at the bright side, you know, and it mm -hmm. was sometimes harder than other times. But then it was like, once I started looking at this negative self-talk, which happened when I started meditating, that's when the whole, <laughs> I mean, it was a lot, but it, it was like when my whole life changed, you know, as soon as I realized, yeah. oh, you know what, we're, we're communicating with ourselves all the time. And we don't even know what that is like, you yes. know, because we don't sit and listen to it. And then we have these symptoms and we don't listen to those either. So right. it's like, there's a whole story that's being written all day long that we're not listening to. And so I like how you're, you're helping people to have these interventions so they can start listening to the story, rewriting the story as it's happening. And, and also you talk about how you want to empower people to do this on their own. So not just with you, because guess what? For instance, I, my son could be like, I hate dinner tonight. And I, all of a sudden it triggers something from childhood is like, and in fact, actually, when I was going through your website, I saw this, I'm like, you have no idea how easy you have it. Right. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, okay, don't put my trauma on him. So I'm like, okay, what do I do in this moment? And I kind of like stand there and I'm like, okay, well, so what's the problem with it? And he'll be like, I just want ketchup or something like that. And then you're like, oh, I can do that. Instead of me being like, you don't know how hard it was. I never got anything to eat. You know, like I was always fighting for, and there was plenty of food, but I felt that way, like inside, yes, you know? Yes, so yes. Anyway, it's, it's so awesome that you're talking about all this stuff, such great stuff. Everybody needs to know what you're sharing because it really is the foundation for transformation. Just totally dealing with your thoughts, recognizing that it's just programming and trauma. Your brain is trying to keep you safe. You wind up making choices based on that. And sometimes you don't even, it's all, it's unconscious choices. Unconscious. Right. And yes. so we can't really fault ourselves entirely because it is unconscious, but it is our job to get conscious and look at this stuff. If we want to start creating the life that we really want. Oh, this is so yeah, fun. I'll what said. else do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, I do. I remember I wanted to share this just cause I want just, it was, it's a nerdy quote that like had my eyes rolling back. 
I was listening to, gosh, I don't, I don't even know her name yet. Cause I'm, I'm not that far into the book, but she's hanging out with my people, Dan Siegel, the interpersonal neurobiologists, and she's dropping quotes that they drop. And one of them I hadn't heard before was that there was a research study done recently, and it's not like definitive, but what they found was up to 90% of our present interactions as adults are just basically flashbacks from before seven. Yep. And I was like, whoa, that's not a good time frame for me. No, nope. like there was <laughs> just I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> there were some good things there, but holy cow. Yeah. Yep. So I was just like, oh, and I and I do this work. Right. So it's like I know. But that one really hit me. And I think one of the things that we want is we want intimacy. We want deep connections. We want these things. But it's like when your brain, you're looking at something, your brain is already throwing out all the things associated with it. And it's putting it between you and that thing because it's like, OK, I am going to help us see this thing accurately based on what we know. But it's like through all these lenses mm -hmm. from childhood and all these beliefs and all these things that were at stake and all this pain and all this stuff. And then you get to the actual person. And it's like, how are we supposed to see the person clearly? How are we supposed to connect through all of these things? And it's like what you were talking about with your son. It's like, you don't even know how bad I have it, which was a feeling that came up. But then there was all these memories and all your own childhood issues, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what brains do. And it, they actually do this for healing. If we know how to work with this, we can like it. Our brain just told us everything we need to know to get a clear view of our kid and to be able to show up for them to help. And so a lot of this is clearing that stuff out in between us. And those aren't even here in the present. And so I just think that that's huge to know that if we are having some challenges in our relationships with connections, like we just feel like we're just missing or gosh, this is such a painful thing to deal with them. It might not even be them. It might be that your nervous system is bringing up all the pain that hasn't been processed yet that it thinks belongs right here, right now. Mm -hmm. And it's wrong. Using these interventions in these moments helps your brain through its process of sorting what actually matters and what doesn't. And also really helping it understand this is not for right here. This was a then moment. And, and that is, I mean, I could even go off into the nerd hold more because she explained a piece of the hippocampus that I didn't understand before, but I'm going to save that for another time. <laughs> really? <laughs> I can't resist temptation. Okay. Tell me. Inside like, what she said, mind you, when these guys are talking neuroscience, because I am a healing artist, right? My brain is kind of glossing over. So even though I've heard the word hippocampus thousands of times, I've only been able to store so much information. But what she finally said that I was able to get was that the hippocampus is part of us orienting to time. And that some of these things that happened in childhood were so fast and so painful that they skipped past the hippocampus. So they actually didn't get flagged with a time card. So your brain doesn't actually know what time they belong in. Huh? So this is my interpretation. I'm making stories up, but this is wow. what she said. I don't help people necessarily rewrite new programs. Exactly. I help their brain get into position to, cause it's trying to rewrite new. I try to stay out of the brain's way. Like there's not a better expert in the world than right. somebody's own brain, but I I'm here to help it do its process. And so part of its process is to really make that timestamp and help us to understand it was back then mm -hmm. and it doesn't belong here, but there is some stuff in there that we are going to need from that time frame here. And let's process this shame that was in there and the pain that was in there and the rejection and the abandonment and the aloneness. Let's, let's process that. 
Mm-hmm. And then let's get some clarity on this situation. And then you see the brain separate that and you see people being able to look at their present circumstances just as present circumstances, not as also loaded with all these things from my past, which is really frustrating to all of us involved. Yeah, because, you know, it's not fair for me to blow up at my son and then my wife is there trying to eat her dinner or something like yeah. that. So I'm like, I, then I feel guilty because I right. am upset, you know, but then I, I usually rein it in. And I'm like, okay, this is, he has done nothing wrong, really, <laughs> you know? No. And so I have to, I, I'm, I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to look at it. And then even when I say, oh, well, you didn't have the childhood that I had, cause I saw that written on your page as well. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I've been going through that now that he's getting older. Like, what is the childhood that I want to create for him versus the one that I had versus not doing it from like a place of you can live vicariously through all the things that I didn't get, you know, like, yes. um, So I, yeah. So I'm trying all to balance all this, you know, to be fully present with him. And the one thing that I just came back to that really solved, and it's true because it's love, but I basically was like, I love the person that he is and he is so loving and kind to other people. And I'm not going to ruin that for, for anything, you know? So I was like, it just took all the, any injustices that I felt in that moment, you know, and I was like yeah. healed by it. And it right. sounds corny, but it's true. I have a question for you. Cause I know that you've done this work. So I want to get geeky with you in, in other ways. One thing I've noticed with people when they're doing EFT is that when they get down to a three, it's intergenerational trauma. So I don't know if you've noticed that, but like it won't move. And then if you keep tapping and you start talking and thanking the intergenerational trauma, it will, it will release. Have you seen Mm. that? You know what? I don't think I've categorized it like that. And now that you've mentioned it, I'm going to play around with it. Okay, cool. When I get to places where it doesn't reduce to any further, I know that there's other things involved. And so I will use, I will use other strategies to find that. And I also won't keep pressing it right there. Cause it's right. like the brain has done as much work there as it can do. And there's no reason to like press the gas button. If there's no gas in it, like, you know, it's just, it's not, that's it. It's really about finding other ways to untangle that piece. So I so- find lots of things in there, but I, I think that I don't, I don't think that what I'm saying invalidates your theory at all. No, no, I know I, you're right. <laughs> so what's weird is it's a three, it will be a three. That's the number that it lands on and it will get stuck there. And then you thank the, whether it's the mom or the dad, and then it will just leave. And it's, it's, it's like un plugging a drain or something like that. So that, that was one thing I wanted to tell you. And the other thing, how you said was, I, I don't want to get in the way of the brain rewriting it. Like I'm not rewriting the programs. And I just want to say from what I've seen energetically, you're absolutely correct. When you move this energy out and you are taking down this old programming, what actually comes in is all the energy in which they have left everywhere else that couldn't get back in. And so the person fills with a golden light and they Mm. actually then expand. And then if you ask them, I'm sure you've actually seen this, but if you, if you ask somebody who's just rewritten and then their energy has come back and they've expanded and they're now in this new energy field, if you ask them about what they were just working on, they'll be like, I have no idea why I used to do that. It makes no sense. I can't even find the energy or feel it. Like, cause I had reasons before they'll say, but like, I can't feel it anymore. It's pretty incredible. So yes, it, we're not rewriting. And also another thing people tend to think is that we are erasing their memory. 
Oh yeah. Um, and it's not about that. It's, it's about taking away the feeling within the body and the nervous system, but not the actual memory. You're not going to like all of a sudden think somebody's safe who is that's right dangerous you know but you will you will not have to feel the the anxiety or the depression or the whatever's when you think of that person or happen to pass that person or see that person so it's different than erasing your memory yeah i look at it like there's a memory and then there's an electrical charge around the, the memory if it hasn't been processed now i'm making this up i don't actually see it with my eyes like this but the the goal with processing it is to take that that energetic charge off that works like a force field so that your inner healer and your inner understanding and, and sense maker and processor can get can't get past that charge. It's like an electrical fence. And so you take that down and all of a sudden they can get in there and they can use that memory for your growth and for really writing healthy programs, which means you become more accurate with these people that could be dangerous, right? You'll have more accurate ways of interacting with them. You'll right. have more accurate this and that. Whereas before this, every time this memory that had this electrical charge charge comes up, it's zapping your system, your survival systems involved, you're going into survival state and repeat because it will keep coming up over and over again. And that electrical charge is actually the thing that brains need help processing. And the tapping calms that down. Yeah. And, and also saying I love and accept myself helps to calm that down as well. Yeah. And I use emotional freedom techniques very differently. I have people not use the words. I have them tune in to themselves and their body because I'm yep. also helping to repair the connection, the mind body connection and the yes. mind subconscious mind connection. And I want to wire everybody to themselves and yes. get their system running. And I find that words are mostly a hindrance for most people who are not verbal processors. There are people that are, they need to talk the entire time. Right. And you're, you're trying to get them to tap and use their intervention because even though they need to talk, their body also needs to be getting involved, needs to come to this healing conversation. But that's because I'm doing a specific, right? When we have early childhood trauma or neglect, there's things that haven't been able to be created yet in our system. There's, there's processes, there's, there's subconscious programmings like that, like self-confidence or joy or clarity is the one that's coming up for me a lot. Like I'm having lots of clients who their brain is not creating clarity. Brains make that. Why is your brain not making that? We're finding the answer to that and then helping their brain to wire that process in. So that's a little bit of what I'm doing on that. And so I like your, what you're talking about with when you clear a block, like all the energy changes and you see this, this golden light. I imagine what happens is that once you pull something out, the brain just starts. And when I say brain, I mean the whole system just starts rearranging. It's like, it this, it's like this big, <laughs> ugly piece of furniture is out of the room. And now it's like, what am I going to do with all this stuff? And, and it's just rearranging everything. And then like, there's a space, I want something. And it's like, I like to get out of that process. And then pretty soon the brain will say, ah, I need this other thing moved, you know? Yep. And I just, we're waiting for it to, you know, and it, yeah. it's, it's, sometimes it's very instant. And sometimes it's like, I don't have anything to say right now. You can go help the tension in my back now. Go ahead. Yeah. I definitely experience it differently, but I, I don't have a lot of people saying, I don't know why I did it like that. But a lot of times they'll say, I know exactly why I used to do it like that. And I understand exactly why I'm not doing it anymore. But I think that you and I, when you have different practitioners, you just have a little different way of doing things and a little different style. And it's, it's just all very beautiful and wonderful, which is why I personally love to play with other people's skill set and strategy. Right, right. And yeah. No, the way that you're describing everything is just helping to solidify how what I've seen and what I know. And I also 
lean towards your way of doing it, which is to tune into the body and reconnect people with their emotions and their body, because that has yeah. become so disconnected, especially with the kind of people that usually are finding therapists because they're chronically ill or they have anxiety or depression or things like that, where they have disconnected. I actually see a disconnect between the head and the body. Mm. There's like a, a, a bar of energy. Yeah that is not allowing the flow to happen. So, and I've worked with clients where we've done a lot of EFT and rewriting and reprogramming and they went to their doctor and the doctor was monitoring their nervous system. And then their nervous system was actually firing in the correct yes. way after doing all this work. So yes. again, we're just putting on the parasympathetic nervous system, giving yes. the body the opportunity to heal. Absolutely. And, and when it's really happening. It, it's yeah, it's really happening. It's and really we, changing the way the brain is shaped where, how it functions, how it fires, how it sees the world. Huge. Yeah, yep. how it picks opportunities and sees opportunities. <laughs> you have five <laughs> steps. Do you want to share them or no? Oh, I don't know if I can. I know I, I wrote that Is a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I've since written another one that has a similar title and it's just like even more like in depth. So I probably will cross them all. I just want people to understand this process. And so my brain is always thinking of new ways to say the same exact thing. New ways to tell another story about this, a healing story that is not science, right? But is, as I love to personify all these things. I think I would just say, watch the video, join my email list, and then you'll get access to the other one that I made that has a similar title. But it's just one is a, is a bigger overview and one is like really up close and personal nitty gritty. Okay. So what are the names of the two of them? <laughs> The one on my website that you can jump in right away that I have there is called Ending Anxiousness. And that is that one's for women and like five steps my female clients are using to end anxiousness in two to six months instead of two to six years. That one is a little bit more of a broad overview and it's much more inspirational because I'm kind of reaching out to a broader audience. My email list, what I'm sending there, the things I write is very like, especially for a more advanced reader is more details, especially I'm taking scenarios. We're talking brain function and, and really shifting beliefs about brain function and healing and then how to solve it. I have links to the other webinar that is really, I'm explaining the process. I'm explaining the brain's healing process in much closer detail and kind of giving more of the guidelines to like, do this, then do this, then do this. <laughs> As, which your, prob- your audience, a lot of them would probably enjoy if they've already been playing around with things like emotional yeah. freedom techniques. Right, and right, also right. that's, and I'm in my, in my email list, I'm also sending these interventions. I'm like, hey, try this one. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, now try that one. What do you think about this? And so I keep sending these interventions that, because you never know which one somebody's right. brain's gonna like. And sometimes you like both, or sometimes this one works at this situation, but not at an office party, you know? Right, right, um, right. And so you really want, I like to equip people with those. So with That's multiple awesome. options. You do have a lot of great resources on your website and on Facebook. You also have a group that you support. Yeah. Tell us the name of that group. Yeah, I host a group on Facebook, a free group called Releasing the Baggage of Anxiety, Depression, and Traumatic Stress. 
So, okay, great. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> yep, uh, right on point. Yep, what I do. This is what I do. Right. Yeah, and you do it very well. So, is there anything else you want to share with us? You know, what's coming up is that I, you know, I really like to focus on getting rid of symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress because it's very relieving to people. It's like mm-hmm. instant awesome. But two, it's like any symptom of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress shows you exactly where the brain is struggling to complete its process. So it's so much less about these symptoms and so much more about helping the brain heal Mm -hmm. and helping the brain do what the brain wants to do to help people to like, it wants us to reach our goals more than anybody does, you know, just as much as we do, it is us, Mm -hmm. you know, and everything it's doing is its best effort to do that. And we can help it correct itself and to become more on target and on point and run smoother and faster and better, more efficiently, as opposed to having to take all these trauma loops out. And when your brain gets what it wants, you then get to have what you want. So Mm -hmm. that's really the fun stuff. It's a great way of putting it. Thank you so much for being on the show, Rachel. It's been a pleasure talking to you and so fun geeking out on all this. Yes. Thank you for having me. All content provided by Amy Stark and or her guests on the Stark Transformation Show website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, are created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist.